Hello, beautiful souls. Today's podcast on the Provoking Prosperity podcast, I am able to dive deeper into Rachel Weaver's chart. We learn a lot of characteristics that we have in common, as well as her story of her self-realization within her businesses and how she has moved through her evolution because of the awareness of human design. So let's dive in. I hope you take notes. Definitely leave feedback. Always reach out. And as always, everything will be in the show notes so that you can reach out to her, check her out, check out her freebies. And let's just dive in. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 Manigen who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. It is Miranda here back with Rachel Weaver, where we're going to dive in to her human design chart. I want to say thank you again for being with us. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to do this. Oh, yay. What makes you excited? Because you know so much already. I just love other people's opinions. Like I want to I want to know your perspective because everyone sees the chart in a little bit different way. And obviously, I mean, I'm looking at it from a communication standpoint. So somebody else with a different expertise is going to look at it from another perspective. So I don't know. I I love it. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about human design is, you know, it's personal. So we (laughs) each have our own way of reading things, right? And you, yours is all about copywriting and authenticity and how to put yourself out there in words. Whereas with me, it's like the embodiment and using self-expression through your voice and your physical body, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that about human design. I love that about how we get to bring it to the world, you know. So as a human design expert in copywriting, I would love to know what is it that was one of the number one things that really stood out for you about yourself within your chart that helped you shift the way that you did your business? Mm. Oh, I feel like there was a couple different things, but the 4816 channel was a big one. And then also my undefined centers and deconditioning those was huge as well. Yeah. Okay. So let's go in the 4816. I I have that that channel as well. So I would love to hear what you learned about yourself with the 4816. Um. I feel like that one is like, as long as I am excited to show up, and it really doesn't matter what I do. It's just show up being excited. And I would actually see the difference when I wasn't excited to come and be online, whether it was live or I don't know, it just didn't matter. I could go anywhere, talk to anyone, 
as long as I was like, oh, I'm excited to talk about this thing, I would find clients. Mm. And that really sunk in when I understood the 4816. And then the other piece of that is mastering something. And for the long time, I was like, I don't know what I'm mastering. I feel like I'm a master of all the things. Like I can do lots of different things. Um, but then understanding that it was just what what am I excited about right now that I can really dive into and learn, right? Um, so much for MGs is like bouncing around and never really settling and really learning something. And so that one made me go, okay, what do I really, really want to dive in and understand and learn? Um, and that made it easy. That was like, oh, ooh, I can ask myself yes or no questions. Well, is it this? Is it that? Is it? Um, and that's where messaging and human design came together. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So you asked yourself the questions, the yes and no questions. Mm-hmm. Then you realize as well about the enthusiasm and bring yeah. that. And, and I love that too because of the voice aspect and yep. voice and copywriting. Is, I mean, it it's somewhat the same in what we do. Mine's like the physical voice and expression and yours is the copywriting of that voice, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. The words that you're saying. Yep. Yeah. And we actually, when you were just speaking, I looked at your chart and the 16.6 is... It's in your conscious and this in your conscious Venus and it's in my unconscious Venus and it's the 16.6. Isn't that amazing? Our charts are real. I mean, wild. I know. And the 16 is like the mastery. It's the skillful, the repetition, the going back and fine tuning um, and also being the master of a lot of different things as a Manny Jen. You yeah. do go through this process of learning different things and you master it and then you move on, yep. right? Yep. And so many people feel like they have to stay with something because they've mastered something. Yeah. But that just sucks the life out of them because they're not excited anymore. Yeah, that's so true. So many, I mean, photography, I still love, love photography, but to continue doing it as a business was like soul sucking. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. So what about the 48? Well, in what way? <laughs> well, you said the channel, the 4816, and we talked about the 16. So how do you feel about the 48? You have the 48 in your unconscious earth, and it's yep. in six, the sixth line. Oh, and then yeah, you yeah. also have it, uh, you also have it in the conscious somewhere. Where is it in the conscious? Perhaps oh, my... Mars. Yeah. So what is your relationship with the, with the 48, the well, the depth, the inadequacy? <laughs> But I definitely have a relationship with inadequacy. <laughs> that was a thing I had to work through on my own. And I mean, I was actually just looking at it before we had our call. And I mean, earth is grounding, right? It's the energy that you, when you embody that, you feel grounded and okay, right? And it really, it did resonate that I do it now and I, without even thinking about it. And actually, I feel like now I'm not remembering exactly what it said. Because it was Karen's. Sorry, I'm going to look it up. That's okay. Karen, um, were you? Tra- uh, she was who I trained with. I actually never got certified. Oh, I was, well, she's the one I trained with. And I love her potential potentialities of yes. the expansion of yes. the words. Yes. I love the way that she heard the, the language that she uses. I mean, I, I was in her membership for a little while, did a lot of her stuff, but never did the certification. I have her book. I 
studied it. I don't know. I just haven't done the certification part of it. Yeah. But it was like the unbalance was paralysis of inadequacy, right? To be afraid to try new things. And I would say I wasn't always necessarily afraid of trying new things, but I would get, I would allow my mind to second guess myself. Like I would try the thing, but then I'd be like, this isn't going to work or how am I going to like, and I wouldn't trust that I had this impulse to do something. It's going to work out. Like I, my mind would always come in and like throw a bomb into everything and second guess all of it. And it's only been recently that I feel like I've really grown into like, no, I can trust myself. I can like my mind has no. I'm I'm over that overthinking aspects and grounding into that I can try new things and it like now has no bearing on the past. That makes sense. Yeah, you've moved through that inadequacy yeah. part because the inadequacy will never go away. It's part of like your lesson. It's part of what you're here mm-hmm. to experience and learn through. So once you accept that inadequacy and see it and embrace it rather than push it away. Yeah. And you move yeah. through it so much quicker. Yeah. And, and I, I just, think that's what it's doing. Yeah. Moving through it faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like that habit, which is repetition again. It's mm-hmm. about that repetition of seeing the inadequacy show up mm-hmm. and not pushing it down or away, but accepting it and then moving through it. And then eventually it'll show up and it'll just be gone because you've already you've already worked on it for so yeah. for so long yeah. i also have gone a little bit deeper into the aspects of um the gene keys and the astrology aspects with the human design gate of the unconscious earth and that is in the red side the design side that's our body right so this is how our physical body what it needs what it responds to the black side is like the like our mind right mm-hmm. So we have these two aspects. When you think of the unconscious earth in the 48, for you, this is like what your physical soul body, this physical body is here to do. So Mm -hmm. it's really here to become wise through the inadequacies, through all the learning, through all your things. And then that actually helps you step into your 39, which Mm -hmm. is the provocation. And I wanted mm. to definitely touch on that too, because the 39 is one of my favorite games. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So accepting that experience, this mm-hmm. physical form experience of the inadequacy showing up, mm-hmm. because that's actually what you were here to really do. That's what mm-hmm. you're here to learn. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. My open will center too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you think about the 48.6 in the body aspect, as far as what you're here to do, how does that support you? The wisdom, the inadequacies, how does that support you with being the energy of provocation and realignment? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I feel when I was provoking people, when I was saying, and do you want to do this? And they weren't ready to hear it. I felt inadequate. I felt like I couldn't do my job or that I was pushing them too much or that somehow what I was saying was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I totally felt that. Well, when you think about it, the 48 with being inadequate, if you don't realize that this is part of your story and you're just feeling this inadequacy and then when you provoke people, on not consciously, but just because that's the energy that you are. Yeah. 
course they're going to revert and kind of like, well, what did I do? What's wrong with Mm -hmm. me? What did, Mm -hmm. what did I say wrong? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed that with your copy, with your personal business, the provoking, has that been an aspect that has supported you in, I already know this answer, but I just want you to talk about it. So does that provoking support you in your business and working with clients? I think it weeds out the people that aren't right for me like pretty quickly. And I think the people that do find me want that provoking to be kind of pushed a little bit for sure. Yeah. Which makes it fun, right? Because that's the energy. I, I don't think a lot of people understand that, but for me, when I when I was like, oh, I have this in the unconscious, like I get to provoke and I get to do it in a loving way, not to be mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's like you're cooking. Yeah. Are you wanting to- well, and I think growing up that, and this is something I've noticed with my own daughters, that she's incredibly provoking of me. Like her and I will butt heads and me and my mom butt, would butt heads. And I often wonder like how much of it comes back to just this energy of the 39 and how much just me being me can really piss people off. So you can love yourself for it now, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. Or yeah. Felt like something was wrong. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I love that. And that's why I feel like human design is so powerful because the things that normally we thought were wrong with us are really the energy that we are. And it's not, it's just the expression of how we we are putting out into the world. If we're hiding from it and we're in the shadow frequency, yes. It's going to be more of a, like, I don't like to label things, but if it's more of a, like a negative, but there is a provoking way that is very positive and empowering and uplifting and loving, and it helps people stretch into like their potential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So everything has an expression of shadow and Sydney and gift, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the gene keys, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to bring in a couple things that I noticed when I bring up a chart. What I usually do is I bring up a chart and things that I'm drawn to. Those are the things that I feel are the most relevant in that moment with that person. So um, not it's not like I have a plan of what I bring up. It's just what I'm drawn to. So I noticed in your moon, you have the 10 in the conscious and you have the 59.1 or 59 in the unconscious. So the moon is the emotions. It's about what motivates you, what drives you. So I made a note here. I'm going to look here. So it's self-love is in the conscious and intimacy is in the unconscious. So how has this helped you with keeping motivated, the self-love and the intimacy? If I don't love what I'm doing, I'm not motivated at all. Full stop. Full stop. If I'm not loving it, I... Oh, it's it's just painful to show up and do anything. And I can't use and just get through the heebie-jeebies. I can't do it. What about the intimacy? Intimacy with like connections with what what's coming up for me is like the motivation to have. And I think you expressed this on the last podcast, getting on and having like, or maybe it was this podcast, being excited to work with people like that's very intimate to be able mm-hmm. to understand through their chart and help them communicate their That's very intimate. It is. And I do love getting into someone's business and really understanding where they're at, what their deep desires are, as well as their fears and why they're not getting to where they want to go and 
how can we shift things to get them where they want to go? There's, yeah, there's so much intimacy when you understand someone's business and, and the mindset that they have around their business. And if you didn't have that intimacy, would it be as fun? No. <laughs> right. Exactly. So those are the things that motivate you. Yeah. I love that. The other thing that popped out was <clears throat> the North Node and the South Node. So the South Node represents the earlier years in life, or if you believe in past like reincarnation, it's the past lives coming back where you're remembering. And mm -hmm. then the North Node is what your soul is here to do, what you're really here after 40, what you're mm -hmm. here to really do. So the South Node for you, what, it's in the 54 in the conscious and the 38 in the unconscious. So these two together, what that means is cultivation of a deep relationship with the divine or source mm -hmm. or muse and committing to what's worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. Do you resonate with that? Because I know you're after 40, and I'm sorry if you didn't want people to know your age, but <laughs> but I wanted to go into the Norris note after. Fine. Okay. I'm 41, everyone. Maybe I should have asked first. I'm sorry. I mean, the date's right there. Oh, that's 80s true. baby all the way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But how does that resonate with you for the beginning years of your life? Having that deep connection and finding that connection and fighting, yeah. finding or fighting what is worth fighting for. Definitely. I mean, I, yeah, I had a up and down relationship of religion into spirituality and really understanding what it meant, like what life meant and really asking deep, big questions from an early age and wanting to know how everything was connected and just the spiritual aspects of things. And oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, dang it. What's um, worth fighting for? And what's worth fighting for? You know, I I feel like I still don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't sat with that question, like what's worth fighting for. I don't know if I have an answer for that. I feel like it's it depends on... It's like purpose. It's always kind of changing. It doesn't, it's not like one thing always. It depends on the moment. And it's like balance. There's sometimes I'm focused on my kids. Sometimes I'm focused on business. Sometimes I'm focused on my spouse. Like it's, it's always changing. And it, depending on the moment, here's what I need to fight for right now. So it's almost more like a subtle awareness. Mm -hmm. And you just bring that focus to whatever in that moment is worth that priority and what's fighting for. Yeah. So it ha sounds like you have a very healthy relationship with the 38 because the 38 can be like this fighting type of energy if it's in the unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think when I first read about the 38, it felt like it was, I had to go out and find like a, a cause to champion for and like, like, <laughs> go all in and be, I don't know, like an activist of some kind. And I was like, that's not me. Like, I don't know. But yeah, it's more of moment to moment. What do I care about right now? Mm -hmm. And it's the subtle, it's the subtle fighter. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the North Node you have in the 53 in the unconscious. And that is the energy of starting things. And then letting them fall into place and not having like this plan, right? And then the 39, 
Yeah. You also have in the North Node and in your son. Yep. That's about provoking things. So I would love to go into that. How does that resonate now? Because this is 40 and after that you're moving towards this. I mean, I'm definitely all about starting things, not always finishing all the time. And that's the um, game, so it's okay. <laughs> yo, and and that's okay. And honestly, I've got I've come to a like uh, an acceptance of that that I do start things and I don't always finish them, and that's okay. I try to make sure that when I do start something, that I have the energy for it, that it makes sense. Like I give myself a pause where, in 10, 15 years ago, I would have just leaped into it with eyes closed and been like, "I'm doing it," uh, and then get to the other side and be like. Eh. Really care guilty about then stopping, but the relationship has changed over the years of how I've dealt with that. But yeah, the thirty nine in the North Node now and sixth line too as a profile. I do feel like just being myself is going to provoke people enough that I don't actually have to search it out. It's more of me being discerning when I speak, when I don't speak, kind of reading into people's energies. Are they ready for what I want to tell them? And I do feel yes or no of whether or not they're ready. And if they're not, that's fine. I just leave it and don't say anything. So, and that's also my Mercury of gate 12 of pausing and waiting and like, do we need to talk about this? And also, <laughs> you know, in the North Node, you have the 39 in line five with the five mm -hmm. being a projection field, you know, of course you're going to provoke, but then you get provoked too. So you have yeah. that you also have it in line four in the conscious sun, which is like, with other people and community. And so it's always about with other people, this provocation, this yeah. almost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those are the couple of things that stood out to me when I just briefly like scanned the chart. Is there, oh, there's one other thing. Your activation in your spleen, like holy moly, you have every single Gate defined, except for the 28, which is the 28 is struggle, purposelessness, but you have every single one defined. So yeah. explain to us our, your experience with fear and courage. Ooh, that is a really good question. I pretty much don't let fear run the show. I will take the action, but here's where I feel like I've really come into an understanding. I would take the action. I wouldn't, I would not let fear stop me, except my head would be like, what the f are you doing? You're crazy. You're dumb. I can't believe you're doing this. Like all of that. And now I'm like, no, like we're done with that. Oh, and it's still there, obviously, but I can, I can handle it. I notice it now. And there's an awareness around it where I don't really fear much of anything for the most part. Yeah. Did you fear things when you were younger? Mm, somewhat, but I still like, I went bungee jumping. I mean, I would take out and do, I mean, I would do all kinds of stuff. There was a healthy fear there, but not, I would say I was definitely a more of a risk taker. I still am a risk taker for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting because the 28 is like the risk taker. And that's the one that you don't really have to find, but yet you take that and amplify it. So of course, yeah. you know, that's very interesting. And I have a lot of the same activations, not as much as you, but there was a lot of fears when I was younger that I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't do things. I didn't want to go because I was embarrassed. Like mm -hmm. I, it actually held me really stuck. And mm -hmm. now 
I'm like you, it's like, feel the fear and I do it anyway, which is really courageous because now you have yeah. lots of courage because you face yeah. fear so often. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like the one fear that was probably the biggest in my life is the past repeating itself. Like somehow a past mistake or past thing that would repeat itself in some way. That was probably the biggest fear I've gone, worked through. Yeah. And that's in your unconscious Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. your blessing is working through that fear. So maybe that's why it showed up for you more often yeah. we're, we're more awareness because yeah. that's the blessing after you do all your work on your Saturn, which in your Saturn, you're, it's 57, which is fear of the future, right? And it's the most intuitive gate. Mm -hmm. So once you work on all the Saturn, then the passive repeating itself is no longer there. So intuition and all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Are there, I like to give space if there's questions or if you have something that you wanted to ask to just get insight or something maybe that you've always wondered that you didn't, or maybe you want a different perspective on something. Yeah. What do you feel about the, the 1034 channel? I feel like that channel has always been like, huh? Well, the 34, I do not have. And I, it's funny that you ask that because I've been really studying the 34. And I've noticed that the 34 really has this energy of being all over the place. Yep. And as a Manny Gen, like that, that makes the pure Manny Gen is to have a 3420, but yep. you have the 34. So it's about being like, it feels like having your hand in all these different cookie jars all the time. That's what it feels like to me with the 34s. And it's the most powerful, the most fast yeah. like, energy, right? And mm -hmm. then it's connected to the 10, which is self-love, right? Mm -hmm. So what I take of that is I take the two, the two apart separately. The 10 is about self-love. It's much deeper than that. It's actually self-love for yourself and also self-love for humanity in the extreme of personal, like, goodness, self-love in a good way and self-love for humanity in the chaos. It's about loving both the shadow and the not shadow, the bliss, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So what it feels like to me is that self-love aspect for yourself and humanity has to coincide with this power. So there has to be this self-love aspect to be fully step into your power, into that 34, so that you're in that constant flow. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I when you think of the self-love for yourself mm -hmm. in all aspects, do how do you resonate with that? Do you feel like I'm pretty good there? Or has there been some struggle? Oh, there's been a lot of struggle over the past. But currently, I feel, I mean, the best it's ever been. And it's always an evolution, right? And it's funny that you mentioned like having all your hands in different pots. My mom is always telling me that I have lots of irons in the fire. Well, and it's also funny because both of my kids are Manny Jens and they both have the 3420 channel. Yeah. And my son isn't as much all over the place, but oh my God, my daughter all over the place. She she just kills me. It cracks me up because she'll be like, can I do this? She wants to like go ride horses or she wants to do a climbing class or she wants to do learn how to knit. And you're like, what? 
I can't do all these things. Yeah. Grow up and like do, I don't know, I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> Well, with but the thirty-four yeah. twenty too, that's all the activation to the throat, mm -hmm. and it's about that twenty is with the patience. So there's that power and patience mm -hmm. there. Yeah, but yet yeah, there's that that balance. You know, I I love how the channels either like support one another in a way that they kind of contradict, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Every yes. single channel is like a contradiction. You have to find that balance. Yeah. Of where so you true. can be at center. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. So if you reflect on something about being in your power when you weren't feeling this love of self or mm -hmm. confidence in yourself, can you feel the difference? Or can, yeah, because I'm asking yeah. to think of an experience yeah. and then feel the difference of when you did love yourself and were confident in that power. Oh, yeah. There's so much more power. When I am like, I, yeah, in that love of self and accepting of self in all the flaws, in all the gifts too. Yeah, there's incredible power in that. Yeah, so that gives you, honestly, I love that you asked that because it gives you an action. <laughs> so any time yeah. that you are feeling like, like you don't have the power, you don't have the, you don't have that speed or that oomph for whatever that mm -hmm. is, right? You can always go back to yourself and, okay, am I truly loving myself? Or am, I, am I trying to force? Am I not taking care of myself? Like, am I truly loving myself? Because yeah. that will help create that balance of that power. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Hmm, that was a wonderful question. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to ask before we end up closing? This was fun. It went so fast. It did so fast. Like we have to be done. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I feel I feel really good. Thank you for sharing all of that. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing everything that you've shared about copywriting and how it's important with the authenticity and how you bring in human design in that aspect and supporting others in even finding out who they are, even if they don't know about human design. I fully feel like if everyone knew human design, that they truly would understand themselves more and love themselves more. And when we do that, we're able to love humanity more. We are able to love the differences rather than comparisons. We're able to be authentic. So I appreciate everything that you do for business owners, spiritual entrepreneurs, everyone that you work with. I appreciate that because when they're aligned, just think the impact you're making by supporting them. You're helping them impact their clients. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And for all of you, all of her information, all Rachel's information, again, will be in the show notes. Please go check her out. If you have questions, I'm sure she'd love to answer them just because I know that she loves the intimacy because that's in her mood. <laughs> and I will 100% answer. And I appreciate everything that you bring us and everyone that's listening. I appreciate you. I love you so much. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, 
please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram, so please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.